Hey, and welcome to Vibing with Vi, with your host, Violet Mitzi. Now let's vibe. Hi, Vibers. Today we are joined with a very special guest. She was born in Brampton, loves hanging out with her family because they are the best, and wants to show her daughter the world. Please give a warm welcome to Nikki. I can't say your last name. <laughs> that is the most common intro ever. Nikki S. That's what they all say. Nikki S. How do you pronounce your last name? Smith. <laughs> Stop. Nah. <laughs> so that's been a running joke. Both my sister and I, every time you ask us how to pronounce our last name, we always say Smith. And the look on the other person's face is hilarious. But it is Polish and it is pronounced Stigiel. Okay. Okay. Almost. Almost. That's that's your husband's last name, right? So he's Polish. No, that is my father's last name. My husband. I'm actually marrying a McDonald, so my last name gets much easier when I get married. Yes. (laughs) Okay. Okay. That's so funny. I didn't realize that. I thought for some reason I thought you were already married. You guys are engaged. Yes, we're engaged. Yeah, I call him my husband because you can't get more in depth in a relationship than him and I are in right now. (laughs) How long have you guys been together for? Four years. Oh, that's awesome. Four years, two babies. Yeah. So it's, it's a nice rock on my finger. So yeah, marriage is next. (laughs) Oh, that's exciting. Have you started planning anything? You know what? Neither one of us are like wedding people. I kind of want to elope, maybe do like a beach wedding, maybe like a destination wedding, but I don't know. I want to, I want a marriage, not necessarily a wedding. So I have a tough time and I'm an all or nothing kind of person. So I feel like if I'm going to have a wedding, I'm going to have to go all out and spend like a crazy amount of money. So I'm thinking, I've never traveled Europe. What could that kind of money do in Europe? Right. So that's kind of so true. Yeah. So that's kind of where my head's at. And he's, he's right there with me. Right. So yeah, you guys could do like a small little, just even like a party. Like doesn't even have to be a wedding, a small a party. party. And ahead. then, you know, of course, then take all that money and go travel Europe. Europe is so Bye. beautiful. I haven't, I haven't been like everywhere in Europe, but I've been to quite a few places and it's somewhere that you have to go at least once. Yes. And I always say that like the best time to see Europe is like on romantic destination, whether that's, you know, just a big trip or your honeymoon, just Italy and everything is just so, oh, yeah, Yeah, that's what I would like to do. I would just like to go all across Europe, maybe take a month and then that's, uh, that's our wedding. Hey, I'd be happy (laughs) with that. I love that. That's awesome. So I usually like to talk about how I've met some of my guests. Sometimes it's traditional. Sometimes it's not. You and I were just talking and trying to figure that out because I thought I knew it, but I was totally wrong. So we have a kind of mutual friend indirectly. Like I have seen Megan actually quite a few times because she's friends with other people. Uh, but you were best friends with somebody that was friends with somebody else that I went to school with. And we happened to be at a St. Patty's party at some random guy's house. I don't even know who it was back in like, I think 2013. And it's crazy to think how like you have those connections and you don't even really know about those connections in some way or another, your life always kind of intertwines, right? Like I've, I've had you on social media since then. So I've seen little bits and pieces uh, about Mm -hmm. what's going on in your life, but 
it's kind of funny to kind of put that together and be like, oh, okay, that's what it was. Like, I don't know. I just have this person on social media. <laughs> I know. Honestly, I'm going to say, I, I even made a comment to you earlier. I think we're virtual friends. And then you went, no, I think we have uh, had our fair share of fun together. And I thought, oh my gosh, yes, that's, that's hilarious. And it's nice. That's what I mean. The power of social media. It is. We've stayed in contact 10 years later, right? Well, almost 10 years later. (laughs) Almost. Social media is incredible, which I mean, we can kind of start talking about our topic today, which is mortgages, which Mm -hmm. you've actually started using your social media as a platform to talk about mortgages. And I love the fact that you do all these reels and it's very interactive. It's very informative. So when did you kind of start getting into uh, mortgages? When did you start that as a career as well as when did you transition that to social media? Yeah, uh, good question. So I started in this industry in 2015, so about seven years ago. Um, Yeah, and and since then I've held different roles within the industry. My most recent role was as a manager. So I actually had a team of agents and lending specialists that, you know, I helped them learn the ropes of the industry. Um, So yeah, I mean, I really enjoy mortgages. It's kind of one of those topics that no one ever really talks about unless you're in involved in it. And I think a lot of people go into the process that some would arguably say is the the largest investment that you make in your lifetime. And they really don't know what they're doing. So in January, I made the decision to leave the corporate role that I had. And I became a full-time mortgage agent with Valco Financial right here. Yeah. So, and at that time I took it to social media because I thought, you know what? I use social media all the time anyways. It's a form of advertising as everybody knows, but it's also, you know, a way to educate my audience, whoever it may be, you know, maybe you'll listen to one of my videos and in two years time, you'll remember this random chick on Instagram that told you to ask this question and hey, I did my job. So yeah, I thought, you know, and reels are super fun. I started making reels and I thought, wow, I can't believe like I'm working right now, dancing and pointing to shit on on reels and it works. So yeah, it just education and entertainment. And that's kind of what I've always wanted to use my page for. So that started in January and it's been great. It's been super awesome. Have you found like you're getting a lot of traction? Are people reaching out to you with more questions? Yeah, I mean, a lot of people are in the information stages. So yeah. they're they're getting a lot of information that they did not know about and they want to ask more questions. I, yeah, it, it is getting a lot of traction. A lot of people are, have some really great feedback. And even it's it's remarkable what social media can do, how it started conversations with other people within the industry. So I'm having really great conversations with other real estate agents and mortgage agents and, you know, some even financial planners. And it's really broadened my horizons of the financial industry and opened up those conversations and social media is to thank for that, right? Because when you're not networking, you're just kind of in your own bubble off to the side. You're getting your information from the same sources all the time. So to expand that has been really eye opening the knowledge that I've gained off of my connections on social media. So yeah, that's really incredible. Like, honestly, congratulations. It's crazy to think how something that like we usually had as a tool for just like fun that now so many people are using as a platform 
for yeah. their success, whether it's jobs or just for fun, but also finding success within that. It, it's crazy the power of social media and how different it has changed because you're not too far off in age from me. So growing up with something like MySpace and, you know, and then right. Facebook and then graduating to platforms like Instagram and TikTok and seeing how this can be used as a job opportunity is just honestly really incredible. Have you found that you've been able to network and make connections within the housing market where, you know, you could partner with real estate agents to help people with future purchases? Because I think that that's a really great kind of stepping stone. Oh, for sure. So I definitely think that unless you do it, it's hard to believe that social media can impact you in that way. And I do believe there's an aspect of... I don't want to say proving yourself, but I think there's a period of time where people want to see, okay, what is this chick or male or whomever? What are they made of? You know, so they watch you for a while. And then there's always that one video or that one post that you make that goes, oh, now she knows what she's talking about. Or you say something that they can relate to and that opens up conversation. So, you know, we're into April and I started this in January and I'd say the feedback has been has surpassed my expectation and has been somewhat overwhelming to some degree. And it's just kind of the start. So yeah, it has opened up the doors for partnerships. I actually have some webinars coming, some first-time homebuyer webinars, even some webinars for real estate agents that want to learn how to make a connection with a mortgage broker, right? And they want to, you know, really real estate agents and mortgage brokers are within the transaction from start to finish, we're really the only two people. So to have, you know, a a bond and a relationship is important, right? Can improve the service that the client gets. So yeah, I'm, I am optimistic for all of the, the future partnerships and open to it all. Yeah. I'm very optimistic for you too, as well, because I feel yeah. like you're going to bridge a gap that people didn't always realize was there because I know myself, I haven't purchased my first home, but I literally know nothing about mortgages. I don't know too much about home ownership other than like people talking to me that have owned homes. And I feel like that's something that kind of goes hand in hand with like taxes that I feel like when we're growing up that we should have been given a little bit more information, maybe not as in-depth as you may need now at this stage in your life, but even just kind of like talking about it because it's never something that was talked about. And then until you get to that stage of, oh shit, I want a house, Mm -hmm. you know, that's maybe something that people aren't thinking about mortgages. How does a mortgage work? Like, how do I begin the process? And and I feel like with you and your platforms, I feel like you're going to begin to bridge that gap where people are going to start thinking about it more. But also if you're doing these partnerships, it's also going to help it broaden the understanding when people actually go into home ownership. So I think that that's amazing. And I'm super optimistic for you. I think it's. Yeah, thank you. I think that you made some really great points there. I think that there's a lot of preparation involved in entering the process of homeownership. And I think that it's something that you should be thinking about and considering long before you enter that stage. So, you know, I, I talk a lot 
about setting goals, you know, and realistic goals and realistic timeframes. You know, if you have work to do and you have a down payment to save for a six month timeline is not realistic. So if you're thinking that, you know, this goal of mine to become a homeowner is five years from now, you know, then you need to start yesterday. Yeah, exactly. Put nicely. Yeah. (laughs) So what's the best advice that a mentor has given you in this field so far? The best advice that a mentor has ever given me was to only care about what I think of me. And I know that might be weird in the mortgage industry, but you're putting yourself out there in a very large way, whether you use social media as a platform or you use a billboard on the side of the road or (laughs) flyers, you know, your energy, your personality doesn't always fit with everybody. So to only care about what I think of me, you know, the cliche term, other people's business is none of, or other people's opinions of you are none of your business. That has been one of the best advice that I've gotten because it helps with rejection. Not everyone's going to say yes, and it helps to kind of push forward. So that's one of the best advice that I've ever been given. It's actually funny that you say rejection because I am a podcast like lover as well. And I don't know if you've ever listened to the motivation mentor. Oh yeah. All the time. Of course. So (laughs) I was listening to one of his episodes today and he was actually talking about the fact that like you should never stop yourself from putting yourself out there. It was opportunity versus uh, obligation. And that just Mm -hmm. made me think when you said the rejection part, because rejection is a part of life that's going to happen regardless of your field or interests. And, you know, thinking that, oh, I don't want to do these things because there's that possibility of rejection is just stopping you from being able to even give yourself the opportunity for that success. So I think that that's that's great advice that somebody's given you. And like, even just hearing that on the podcast actually today has just opened up my mind differently because Oftentimes we kind of always think of the worst case scenario, which yes, is realistic, but it also kind of stops us from doing things that potentially we wouldn't, we would have done if we didn't think of that the first time. Right. Right. I think that human nature is to crave other people's approval of you. I think it's human nature. I think it goes against human nature to not care. And I think even the people that don't care still care. (laughs) They just have a, they can look at themselves in their mirror and and their own approval is matters more than other people's. And that is like a, I think it's a long path and a long journey that I am still walking very much. So (laughs) (laughs) me too, me too. That's why I listen to podcasts like that. Right. (laughs) Right. Exactly. To help me get right. forward in that. Right. So I have to ask you, what's your favorite thing about your job? What do you love about your job? Yeah. So one of the things that I really love about this business is that there every day is completely different. Not one family is the same as another family. Everyone's wants and needs and desires and circumstances vary so much that you learn something new every single day and you come across something new every single day. But I do get to be with one of the pillars of my business is to go beyond just a transaction. So when 
you know, I work with a client, they take something more than a transaction away. I get to educate them on, as I said, like arguably one of the largest transactions that you make in your life. So it's a really rewarding to be able to do that and, you know, do it well and hear other people say, you know, thank you. If it wasn't for you, I wouldn't have been able to make this purchase. You know, that's a nice pat on the back to get. That's probably so amazing to hear. I love that. It does come with some rejection though. We're talking about rejection and this job also comes with the hard part of saying, you know, that dream just isn't a reality. And now we should reframe the conversation to talk about how we can make it a reality. And that's a tough part of this job for sure. Oh yeah. I didn't even think about that. Yeah. Because I guess Mm -hmm. sometimes people go into this with maybe unrealistic expectations and you kind of have to bring them back down to earth. And and that could be definitely difficult to deal with because people don't always want to hear that. Right. And I mean, finances are a touchy topic, right? It's a sensitive topic. It's private information. Um, And sometimes the questions can get, I don't want to say invasive, but you know, we clarify as much as possible. We paint a picture to these people, right? Who are, who you're asking hundreds of thousands of dollars for. So it can be a a touchy topic and a sensitive topic. So yeah, it needs to be approached with care and professionalism for sure. That's awesome. So what would be the number, okay, maybe number one or number three, top three things that if you had to tell anybody about mortgages that you you can't not tell them top three or top number one if there is three just about mortgages in general yeah i would say a mortgage is much more than just an interest rate okay that you need to think about long-term goals and not your goals right now when entering into a mortgage and i would say pick a professional that you trust and that has knowledge outside of one specific industry that would be my three yeah my three pieces of advice understand an interest rate what those rates mean and understand that a mortgage is beyond that think about what may happen in the next three to five years and make decisions based off of that not based off of your now and work with someone who can give you genuine guidance See, and honestly, prior to you, I didn't even know that mortgage specialists were a thing. Like I knew yeah, that a lot of people have said that. <laughs> yeah. You know what? I knew that at some point when you go to deal with a mortgage, I honestly, I guess I just assumed that it was all done through the bank. And that's maybe just me being closed minded because I haven't gotten to that point in life. So it's really enlightening hearing these things for myself. I'm probably going to have to send you a lot of questions yeah, <laughs> when, hey, when I get free. to that. Feel free. I mean, yeah, mortgage brokers. I think there's a lot of misconceptions about mortgage brokers. And one that's very popular that I hear all the time is, you know, I need to be denied by the bank to work with you, right? And okay. no, that's that's not the case at all. That's when we are we can be very, very helpful in scenarios like that, but we can be equally as helpful as, uh, you know, in the average homeowner that just wants to buy a straightforward home. Yeah. So, I mean, there was, I was having a conversation with someone and they made this comparison and I thought this was a really great way of thinking about a mortgage broker. So if you were buying a used car, yep, would you go to a used car lot that only had Hondas or would you go to a used car lot that had a variety of different makes and models of cars and you had the opportunity to look at a bunch of them? So that's like going to a bank that has one, not one product, but 
right. want the only the ability to sell their products or you go to a mortgage broker who has a variety of different products and that variety is going to get you the best deal and exactly the best fit for you and not just the one product that that bank has to offer. So if you think of it that way, that's essentially what it is. A mortgage broker is the middleman between the person giving you the money and the person getting the money. Oh, wow. Okay. That really actually helps me understand a little bit better on knowing why to go to a bank versus a broker. Now let's talk pandemic. How has the pandemic affected mortgages or as a mortgage broker, how has business been affected since the pandemic has started? Yeah, well, I mean, that's a fully loaded question simply because the pandemic has brought on historically low rates and we are currently in what I would consider to be a full-fledged housing crisis where, you know, cost of homes are through the roof, incredibly unaffordable in some areas that exceeds the average household income by a long shot. So I think that the pandemic, because the economy was not the best, rates come down and when the economy climbs back up so do rates that's kind of historically how things have have went so the pandemic has caused historically low rates and everyone just wants to buy property and we don't have a lot of supply so that's caused houses to rise not to mention i think that in the year 2020 especially 2021 we started figuring things out but in the year 2020 i think a lot of canadians i don't have an exact percentage so i'm not going to speak to that but i think you and i can both agree that a lot of canadians were unemployed for a period of time in 2020 so when it comes to providing income documentations to qualify you that year is affecting things because it's not what it should be or what it would have been had the pandemic not been around so yeah i think that that's that's something to consider as well as i think with being unemployed people are living off of their credit cards and spending their savings yeah. as a f- way of living too right so i think definitely the pandemic has done has impacted everything mortgages included but when you know just right off the top of my head i think it has four straights down and that's a part of the reason why we're in this housing crisis so do you think that we're going to get out of this housing crisis anytime soon no No. i really don't no i don't i think the issue is supply and demand i think that everybody can speak to that and agree to that there's just they are one and a half million homes behind with the demand that's needed right now so you know with interest rates rising that's going to scare people out of the housing market for now but then once people see that you know before the pandemic started the rate the prime rate was higher than it is right now so really all they're trying to do is get back to that level yeah so these we're still seeing incredibly low rates people are just comparing it to pandemic rates and not quote unquote normal rates so i think that as the rate climbs yeah people will be scared out of the housing market for a little bit but then i think that that's going to fall to the wayside and we'll be right back into bidding wars and 100k over asking and that's my prediction so So crazy it's so crazy i saw a house actually posted on facebook marketplace today it's uh, it's actually somebody that their aunt or something that's selling their house 
And it was like 2.5 in Alliston. And I was like, oh my God, it's Alliston. I I mean, the house is gorgeous. The house, like, sure. They didn't show you pictures of the inside of the house. They showed you only the outside. And it was, it was nice. There was three uh, pictures. I was like, well, three pictures to to post about 2.5, like, you know, show a little bit more. Yeah. But I was like, oh, that's Alliston. Like that's, that's crazy. It's, it's scary for somebody like me who has not gone into the market yet. I'm like, okay. (laughs) Yeah. It's, it's really hard, honestly. I, and that's what, to my point about like the preparation piece, you know what I mean? Like it is, there is a lot of preparation that's involved in this. So I mean, it. I totally feel for first-time homebuyers right now. This shit is not easy. I completely understand the frustration. And, you know, my sister as well, she hasn't gotten into the housing market yet. And she has fears of, like, it just seems unattainable at this point. It's not. It's more attainable than you think. But there is preparation that is involved. And, I mean to get from one to hundred, you need to go to 10 first and then 10 to 20. So if you know the steps you need to take, just chew one bite at a time and you'll get there eventually. So somebody like myself who has not entered the housing market, you're talking about these steps. What would you tell somebody like me? What's the first step to kind of start thinking about home ownership, like reaching out to somebody like yourself, like what, what would be that first step? Yeah. Um, I mean, a mortgage professional could be your first call. Sure. A mortgage professional would be able to identify what down payment amounts you re- you need for purchase prices, um, would help you identify your budget and where your income may be by the time or is looking to be by the time you want to buy a house. And, you know, what kind of percentage you want that mortgage payment to be in relation to your income. You know, I always recommend never having your mortgage payment take over, you know, 40% of your of your pay. So that's kind of that right. budget number. So, you know, you talk about the down payment, can take a peek at a credit report and start, you know, showing different things that could impact you, right? How to build your credit score, the better the credit, the easier the file will be. Cleaning up any anything that's on the credit that needs to be cleaned up. And then maybe even looking into going into someone who can advise you on your finances. I like right. to stay in my lane, so I'm mortgages and I'm mortgages <laughs> only. And I could have some great advice for you in terms of budgeting, but I think budgeting is an art form and that is a really important step to this. If you wanna save 50 grand, in seven years let's say (laughs) yeah that you know you got to break it down and things like credit cards and skip the dishes and amazon are gonna not allow you to achieve that goal so a financial advisor or someone who can advise you in your finances will really break it down and i think seeing it is super important so if you're asking me the first step it would be to talk to someone who you trust that can guide the way for you yeah I think that's great. Uh, that makes me want to start messaging some people, making some phone calls after this. Yeah. yeah. Hey, I got my number anytime. Bye. Anytime. I know. I love that. So you have talked about some of the services that you offer. I just want to mm-hmm. make sure we haven't missed anything. Is there anything that we haven't talked about that you offer? Anything mortgage related. So anything from your straightforward purchases to rental properties, to construction financing, anything mortgages, I'm your gal. I love that. Now let's go back a little bit more to social media. Um, Mm -hmm. So you 
didn't have anything social media related with your mortgage just up until January prior to that. Mm-hmm. Do you think that that has been like a downfall that maybe you should have gotten into it sooner or has that affected I guess it's affected so far positively since you've started it, right? Right. Yeah. So when I was with the corporate world and in the corporate world, I did not promote my business online. It was just different. I was working for someone else. They are doing their own advertising. You know, they're paying me and I'm. they're paying me to do this job. And yeah, so aside from my regular work I did I did not share about that were really when I went into the in, independent space is when I started sharing about that yeah because you I had don't, to build your own clientele that right. way right I had to start from the from the ground up yes so now let's talk about your life because yes. your life doesn't yes. only revolve around mortgages <laughs> no, <it laughs> you have a fiance to be you have kids so I know that you know the last couple years has been a little bit harder on you with some stuff Mm -hmm. that's happened so I'm just wondering if you want to talk about how you've dealt with grief how it's impacted your life and how you know you've moved forward with that and whatever you feel comfortable sharing sure yeah so I mean take a look at my last even just a couple years of my life I actually got pregnant in the first couple months of my relationship with my future husband so that was crazy and and a very eye-opening experience and he's you know he's my soulmate so it it worked out but we did have a very unfortunate 2021 our lives were forever changed when we lost our son right before birth last July so I am a stillbirth survivor I lost my son Aiden July 14th 2021 so I'm sorry um, Yeah, thank you. So he's, you know, he is my driving force to why I made all these changes and left the corporate world and started my own business and started living authentically and true on social media. So grief is a very large piece of my life now. And that's been something that I have, I don't want to say welcomed with open arms, but I have embraced because I don't have any other choice. But yeah, it, it has been, you know, life has been uh, very different lately. So yeah. <laughs> and how how do you think that you've managed that? Did you have a lot of support to kind of help you get through that? Yes, I did. So looking back when I was in that, I'll call it a dark place. When I was in the dark place, I thought that I was doing really, really well. And I thought, you know, man, like I'm handling this like a champ. And looking back now, I realize that I was doing really well, but I was still hurting a lot. And there was a lot of pain there. And there still is, but it's just different now. I did get professional help. I still do actually. Therapy um, is I, amazing. I honestly. am a huge advocate for therapy. Me too. Totally recommend. Like totally recommend. And it's been life changing and it's giving me so many really great resources. So yeah, re- therapy, 10 out of 10. <laughs> I, I know me too. Same thing. And honestly, people that are like, oh, therapy is not really that great. You know, it's usually people that haven't tried it or you think, oh, I, my life is fine. I don't need therapy, mm-hmm. but it surprises you that once you get into that room and somebody starts asking you questions, you're like, oh shit. Yeah, I have trauma. Yep. Oh <laughs> shit. Yeah. I uh 
Yeah, I mean, I've talked to a couple of my friends and now I've become a huge advocate for therapy because it genuinely got me through a really dark time and changed my life. And they go like, oh, you know, like I went to like two sessions and it really wasn't for me. No, you got to commit to at least two months, at least two months. You then start peeling back the onion like the, the therapist also or a social worker, whoever needs to get to know you and learn about yeah. you a little bit. So like you got to give it a true, genuine shot. Yeah. And then I think, yeah, some of the tools and resources that she's given me in my life is something that I use every single day. And that has, you know, we talked about the best advice a mentor has ever given me has allowed me to actually live that. Um, well, I love you know, that. Yeah, when you go through something as traumatic as the loss of a child, I think that you start you're you're much more sensitive and aware of the the good in life and really what's what some people see as a problem is not right. and is like I, I sometimes my girlfriends get so pissed off at me because I'm going, are you really complaining about this right now? You yeah. know, like. Not to be insensitive, but some of the things that we stress ourselves out about and we lose sleep over are fucking minor shit. Like, this is what you're going to ruin your day over? Like, you are healthy, happy, beautiful, living a great life, have a ton of friends and family that love you. You know what I mean? Like, there is so much to be thankful for and we shouldn't take that shit for granted because it can go away like this and i think to learn that the hard way is such a shame such a shame it's so true i honestly i couldn't agree more do you find that there's now after having therapy and working through this grief a little bit more is there things that you do as a part of your daily routine to just help you move forward and just live like a happy life. Like for me, I I just started Pelotoning. I don't know if you can see my bike in the back. I got it in. I'm jealous. I got it in January. It's a cult join. It's amazing. But I've, I used to work out like crazy, you know, probably about seven years ago now. And then I kind of fell off my workout train and getting back into it has been hard to motivate myself. And I always used to say I'd never be a morning workout person. I was like, yeah, right. I don't get up in the morning. This thing back here pushes me. I get up at 6 a.m. And I do just Good 15 for minutes. You. Nothing, nothing big. But you know what? The days that I don't do that, I don't get up. It's actually crazy how much that affects my mental health. And it's not to say that, oh, my God, I'm going to have like the worst day ever. But I just don't feel like. I'm so much more upbeat. Like I went into work, this is a couple weeks ago and I, I don't drink coffee. I am not a caf- caffeine person whatsoever. I Good don't drink you. energy drinks. I survive off of nothing, <laughs> no sleep, but oh I did my gosh. Peloton workout. I went to work and this guy's like, are you good? Like, how do you have so much energy? It's eight o'clock. And I'm like, cause I've been up since six o'clock. I'm like, I did a 15 minute workout. I'm like, I That's showered. So- I blow dried my hair. I did a full face of makeup. I ate breakfast. I'm ready to go. And he was like, holy shit, relax. That's so funny that you said that because my Sean and I have just started this new morning um, routine. So he's up at the crack of dawn. He's up at 5 a.m. He's going to the he's going to the gym before my ass is out of bed and before our daughter's ass is out of bed. Um, <laughs> wow. And he, oh yeah, by the time 
I'm up. I'm up at about 6.30. I go to the gym right in the morning as well, too. This is new, by the way. So no kudos over here because I'm on like day seven. Hey, no, you know what? Day seven is amazing. The fact that you can say you're doing seven days, you know, that's an achievement in itself. We got to celebrate those small wins, right? That's right. That's right. But in terms of, you know, I'm listening to a book called Atomic Habits. If anyone is listening to this podcast right now and listens to audiobooks, finish this podcast by the movie, but then you got to go listen to Atomic Habits. And it talks about- I've actually heard of that. So I'm going to actually do that. It's so good. It's so good. And it talks about the small wins, right? In the morning, right? The reason why your day is so good. One of the many reasons, aside from, you know, you're getting nourished, you're moving your body, you're exercising your brain and your body, you know, you accomplish something and it makes you feel good. And then your whole rest of your day is set up for success. Where if you roll out of bed, which I was guilty for for many years, rolling out of bed at 7, 10, you have 20 minutes to put your clothes on, get your face on, brush your teeth, you're out the door with one minute to spare. If you don't think that that has an impact on how your day starts and finishes, you're sadly mistaken. So good for you, girl, on the Peloton. I want to join the cult. I'm going to (laughs) join it. it do it let me know honestly it's amazing uh it's changed my life in in so many different ways like people are like oh it's a cycle bike it's a cycle class whatever but when i say it's a cult it's a cult the thing that motivates me is being on it but also the instructors the instructors actually say to you they're like hey you did it you should feel happy that you made it even if it's for 5 10 15 minutes you showed up today and it's shit like that that on top of the fact that i'm working out that i hear somebody saying that i'm like it's like yes morning my boyfriend's like what the fuck is going on because i'm like yeah I'm awesome. I'm like yelling it out loud at 6 a.m. And he's like, he's still in bed. So he's like, what is happening? I'm like, I'm awesome. I got this. So, you know, oh my gosh. So that's, that brings me to a really great point. You asked, I think your original question was, what did you do? to like what are your daily things to get over grief to help like move forward and it's funny that you're like i am awesome i'm this because if i were to turn my camera and i'm looking at a board and it says things like i am patient i love my body i am wealthy i'm worthy of respect i am successful i keep the promises i make to my family and they're little affirmations to say because your thoughts matter and if you say things and act the way you want to be eventually you will become that way so that's one thing that i have done but another thing that has been totally life-changing and so incredibly small i'm going to pull up the app because i don't remember what it's called somehow it's called dailyo okay it is a free app and it reminds you every evening to ask yourself how was your day and you get to rate your mood from not not good to rad and then you get to list all of the things you did and you get to actually create the activities within that list so you can say i did yoga i worked out i went for a walk i went grocery shopping i read a book i took a shower i did practice self-care you know and every single night for the last 202 days i have answered question so i can actually go back on a calendar from the beginning of October and I can look at what kind of mood I was in every single day. And the impact of that is at the end of the evening, you say, how was my day? And at first my answer was always like, eh, 
and I would click that button all the time. Was it really meh or was there just like one part of the day that sucked? But then there were some really other nice parts of the day. Why am I choosing to focus on the meh part of the day when I actually had a really great morning? It was a good day. And I'm telling you that it's a resource that came from my therapist and single-handedly has changed my whole entire life. The app is called Dailyo and it is a game changer. If you stick with it, it is a game changer. I'm going to download that. I actually really like that. You should. I just downloaded the app called I am and it's affirmations. So it, you can actually choose how many affirmations it sends you throughout the day. So you can have it just done once or twice. I have mine set like max. So like, I don't even know how often it sends it to me, but just like randomly, I just uh, got an Apple watch and it'll just ding and it'll just have an, I am affirmation. Like I deserve respect or whatever it may be. And honestly, sometimes because we get so deep in our, our minds and just like you kind of said, sometimes we just focus on that meh of the day, having that kind of go off and, you know, taking me out of that headspace and looking down and being like, yeah, you know what? I am awesome. Or, you know what? I do deserve love or whatever it may be kind of brings me back to the reality of life is really not that bad. Like my life is not bad. And sometimes we think that our life is so much worse than it actually is. And, you know, people go through stuff like yourself, you go through stuff and you realize and value how much time and happiness because you've had those things that have happened to you, but not everybody realizes that. So it's important to kind of stop and take a second, breathe and be like, is it that bad? Is it? Yeah. Not to mention when you get to take a look at a calendar that shows you all of your moods. If you have one week where it says you had a shitty day every single day, it kind of makes you go, okay, so how am I going to not have a shitty day today? Because I'd like to put a little green circle on that calendar, you know? So yeah, I think it's all about perspective. And I think that our minds and our brains are so much more powerful than we give them credit for. And if you can change up here and in your brain, you can change your whole entire life. And it does not happen over day, it is overnight. It is something that you practice every single day, but it is worth it changing your mindset and, you know, figuring out who you want to be and what you want to be and following that passion, whatever the hell it is. Like, I don't care if you want to share about your self-care routine on TikTok, you do that. Like you go and do that. You know, one of these days you'll have 10 million views on your page. Who the hell knows, but you'll never get those views if you don't try, you know, like, yeah. I'm going to challenge you that starting tomorrow is Friday, (laughs) that for the next seven days, you practice this because it sounds like you have a lot of things that work really well for you. Mm -hmm. And I'm going to give you something that's going to just like, it's a game changer that I started doing. Banner on TikTok is every day when you start your day, you say out loud, today is going to be the greatest day or today. I will totally do that. Today is going to be the greatest fucking day. And then when you're going throughout your day and you have that little hiccup that you're like, oh, fuck, I was late or, oh, my coffee wasn't made the way that I want to. When you have that, take that second to be like, you know what? But today's still going to be a great fucking day. Yeah. Yeah. And the difference that you will feel and your mind will feel for doing it for one week is honestly a game changer. I was doing it 
last year, actually, probably around this time, uh, because I was kind of in a little bit of a rut. And every day that I did that, I actually had really fucking good days. And good oh, things man, happened. I'm gonna do that with you. I can <laughs> I can do that with you for the next seven days. I will wake up every morning. But like, today's gonna be a good fucking day. Today's yeah. gonna be a good fucking day. <laughs> and then you have to let me know. Yeah, I will totally. How you feel, and then totally. honestly, then it'll start to even come naturally. Like then, in situations, you'll just be like, "Fuck it," you know what? Today's still awesome, and that's what we Today's need. So we need that positive mentality. There's so much negativity out in the world, and we just need to sometimes reinforce our own positivity because, unfortunately, we can't always look at you know, other people or things that are going on in the world to kind of give us that positivity because unfortunately it's not always like that. Right. So it's got to start from within. (laughs) Exactly. So I want to close this out with two things. I just want to ask you before we start our little game, is there anything that you wish I would have asked you? No, I think we covered a ton of stuff mortgage related. I know mortgages can be like a heavy topic. So we kind of stayed on the surface level of mortgages. But no, I think that we did a great job of like covering the spectrum of of things from, you know, social media to mortgages to fucking grief and having a great fucking day. So (laughs) I love it. All right. So then we'll play my quick little game that I put together. So we're going to play this or that. So I'm just going to fire off questions and you're just going to tell me which one. Okay. Okay. All right. So buy now or wait. Buy now. Increase your down payment or pay off debt. Pay off debt. Fixed or variable interest rate. Variable. Short or long-term mortgage. Long-term. Monthly or accelerated weekly or by Accelerated. hundred percent accelerated. <laughs> Refinance now or wait until renewal? Oh, depends on your situation. (laughs) Sometimes it's good. Sometimes you wait. Sometimes you do it now. It depends. All right. And then we're going to do a little bit of a home edition. Bungalow or two-story? Bungalow. Uh, Formal dining room or home office? Home office. (laughs) Rare deck or four season sunroom? Four season sunroom. I got a four season sunroom, so I can't, you can never put me in a house that doesn't have one of those. I got one of those. So I love that standard or deluxe uh, ensuite. Deluxe for sure. hundred percent. And then last one is second floor loft or additional bedroom. Oh, second floor loft. Right. I love lofts. I've been looking at love so many lately and I'm oh, like, for sure. Yeah. They're so cool. Yeah. Well, that that. concludes my this or that. Before we do close out, do you want to let everybody know where they can follow you and how they can reach you? Yeah. So on Instagram is my main social and that's at Nikki and I K K I dot mortgage specialist. My website is Nikki mortgage specialist.com and my Instagram. Yeah. Is where I share weekly, if not daily mortgage minutes, where I go into a different mortgage topic with a very lengthy informative caption where you can get a bunch of info and some fun entertainment stuff where I look silly pointing and dancing at shit. So (laughs) yeah, that's where you can find me. And then my contact info in terms of email and phone number, if you have mortgage related questions are on my Instagram and website. 
Awesome. Well, thank you so much, Nikki, thank for coming you. on. I really appreciate you kind of answering some of those hot questions and then also for sharing sure. some of your personal stuff. I really hope that everyone enjoys this episode today. Thanks. Can't wait to listen to all your episodes. Have a good one. Thanks so much. Have a good one. Well, that concludes today's episode. Bye, Vibers. Yeah, 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 yeah